welcome to Into the Basement. I'm Jess Hanna. And I'm Adrian Hanna. And tonight we're flipping the script because not only are we not talking about murder, but I'm telling the story. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> He's been watching too much Star Trek. That's true. I have been watching too much Star Trek. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Tonight we're going to talk about uh, the uh, wonders of Nexium. 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 So uh, Nexium, spelled N-X-I-V-M, all capital letters. Um, if you pay attention to the news, you may have heard of this cult. Yeah, they're actually... It's a cult. It, well, I mean... Right? Well, mm, he's going to tell yeah. us. It's... Uh, so th- the reason that you may have heard of this in recently is because uh, the, there's actually a trial that's going on. We're going to be going on soon, and we'll get into that later. But... Uh, um, can I just say something real quick? Sure. This is really weird. To not be the yeah. master and commander of, yeah. of the podcast? I'm having, I'm like super comfortable. I've got a beer in my hand. I'm like. <laughs> just chilling. Just waiting for you to say things. So uh-huh. I'm like really excited for this because I didn't have to do any work this month. And I'm like, it's been amazing. So thank you, honey. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I've been in every conversation that we've had for the past month been like, I have something to say, but I can't say it because it's for the podcast. <laughs> Which is pretty much the role that I usually take. Yeah. But anyway, uh, sorry. Go so, ahead. So anyways, um, uh, we can't start talking about Nexium until we talk about uh, Keith Ranieri, who is one of the founders of Nexium. Okay. Uh, Keith Ranieri, uh, from humble beginnings, uh, was born in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn! We love Brooklyn. moved to uh, Suffern, New York at the age of five. Where's Suffern? It's in Long Island. So. Ah, okay. No surprise there. No surprise. Um, there's not a lot known about his early life, um, just because he hasn't propagated that as part of his legend. Um, but he uh, uh, graduated from a college. Um, I just didn't happen to, to uh, write down which college it was because it wasn't a major college. It wasn't SUNY or CINY or what? No, CUNY or whatever. It was like I don't I don't remember what 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 the college was. But he graduated with degrees in math, physics, and biology, and minored in psychology and philosophy. Jeez. Yeah. Um, math, physics, and biology. Yes. He triple majored. Yes. Well, no matter what else we find out about this guy, he's probably not an idiot. Right. Um, so uh, at some point after he graduated f- from college, he got involved with Amway. Okay. Um, Amway being, you know, the pyramid scheme of pyramid schemes. Uh, you know, it's multi-level marketing. Um, but basically what happened was he got involved with Amway and was like, holy shit, you guys, this whole like structure that you have set up here is awesome. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Can we real quick? What is what did Amway? What was their product? Uh, they just sold a bunch of products. Like you, you, you as a uh, as a member of Amway uh, would have access to products for cheaper, um, and then uh, you would get a bigger discount for the the more people that you recruited into Amway. So like any of these like things yes, that you it's, do, it's called multi level marketing. But it's just like, but it they didn't they didn't like Arbon does like beauty products. Mm-hmm. And LuLaRoe does clothes. They did like everything. Right. And there's um, there's something legally that defines the difference between a pyramid scheme and multi-level marketing because multi-level marketing is legal and pyramid schemes are not. Mm. Um, but uh, so 
Keith Ranieri went on to start his own multi-level marketing. I'm mean, doing air quotes here. Multi-level marketing. You can say company. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, in in the '80s, uh, called Consumers Byline Incorporated. Okay. Um, and for a little treat, for a little uh, uh, after podcast treat, if you go and look up on YouTube the uh, Consumer Bylines Incorporated uh, or Consumers Byline Incorporated uh, infomercial. It's pretty great. It's got Keith Raniere, uh with the actor that was the main character on Green Acres um, in like the mid '80s, talking about this great new deal. And Keith Raniere, while becoming one of the most charismatic people that I've ever heard of, uh, was a com- complete goober in this video. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch this guy. What time period was that? Uh, in the mid '80s, it was in the mid '80s. Yeah. So we're talking like Green Acres was off the air for for ten years or something, like, like that. forty years or something, Wait, or Green 20, a- twenty years at that. Green point. Acres was a '60s show. Yeah. Oh, but it does go to show you that he had some Hollywood contact at that point, even if yeah. it wasn't old. It, I star. mean, at at that point, it was it was probably just hey, we need somebody that's got some some clout at all, and like. The Green Acres guy's agent was like, yeah, he'll do it for 20 bucks. And they were like, cool. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so Consumers Byline Incorporated, they basically, it was just like Amway. They sold products. The whole idea, the whole pitch that, that Keith Ranieri had for this was if we have a bunch of people that are buying the same products, we can get a, a bulk discount. So everybody sign up for our membership and then we can get a, a bulk discount when, when we buy the things. And then if you, you know, can get your, your neighbor to, to sign up, you know, you'll get a bonus or, you know, extra incentive or whatever. Um, and it got, it got shut down actually pretty quick. It got shut down. Yeah. Because it was a pyramid scheme. So there were a lot of, there was legal action taken. I think like in the state of Arkansas, they, uh, they actually forbid people from signing up to oh. or buying anything from consumers byline. Oh. Um so and there were a few more states that that did the same sort of thing. So so they basically went out of business real quick because of legal action. Because what you just described to me sounds a lot like that thing we got roped into. Oh, the watching. vacation thing? The vacation thing. Yeah. But yeah, that may but I mean, yeah, like I said, there, I'm, I I know that there's a legal differentiation between multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes, and I don't know what it is, mm. um, but this clearly fell on the illegal side, so th- okay. it got shut down. All right. Um, and different times as well. What do you, what do you I mean? I mean, maybe nowadays it would, oh, yeah. it would, it it would may- pass muster, right. but back then people were like, that's fucked up, right. and then they'd, you know. Um, so, so then Consumers Byline got, got shut down, and then... At some point, uh, Keith Ranieri, he met uh, a woman named Nancy Salzman, who was, uh, she was a neurolinguistics ex- expert. Uh, she was currently, at the time that, that the two of them met, uh, she was a personal development coach, um, and she was trained in hypnotherapy. Oh, dang. Um, and another uh, uh, sideline about, about her is that she was a believer in the human potential movement. Um, which was a thing that came out of the, the, the sixties and the whole like hippie counterculture psychedelic milieu that was therein entailed. Um, so it, it was the, that whole thing was like, was like the, you know, you need to, there are things that you can do in order to uh, unlock your potential Mm. as a human being to become more than, 
yourself. Um, and so she was a big believer in that, that whole like movement and that paradigm of thought. Um, okay. And so she, and which Ke- is why she was interested in all that stuff, the stuff that she's an expert in. Right. So, so Keith Raniere and, uh, um, and Nancy Salzman got together and now that mind you, this is in 1998 when they finally make their move. 1998. Okay. Yes. So we're talking. All right. Yeah. Pretty uh, recently. So, yeah. So they create uh, this program or this uh, company called Executive Success Programs. Oh, shit. Um, which uh, later was wrapped into the whole Nexium company. Basically, Executive Success Programs still existed, but it was uh, a child corporation of, of, the, of Nexium. Okay. Um, but what was the executive? What did that? So basically, basically what what we're going to be talking about is actually the executive success programs. Um, but it, it's all like labeled as Nexium from, from here on out. Okay. Basically. Okay. okay. So, um, but w- was it almost immediately after it began or was it yeah, so, labeled Nexium? So what it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was within like a, a year or two, they, they came up with Nexium and, and then just wrapped well, what is Nexium ESPN into Nexium. What does Nexium stand for? Or are you going to get to there, that? There's no, there, it doesn't stand for anything. Like they just put together a bunch of fucking letters and went, pretty this much. Is what it, it is? It's basically, they decided that Nexium was the word they wanted to use. And then they figured out how to make it look like Roman numerals. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so it, uh, so Nexium was founded, uh, it was based in Clifton Park, New York, which is up near Albany. Okay. Um, and its main emphasis was to have people, and this is a quote, have people experience more joy in their lives. Um, and it was, uh, de- all, all of their courses were designed to uh, actualize human potential. Um, the sort of thing that, the, that these classes were supposed to do was um, you're supposed to be able to like alt- alter your emotional triggers um, and, and your beliefs about yourself. Um, so like, for instance, uh, you know, if your mother withheld love from you, that doesn't mean that you have to be an angry person. You know, you can go take these classes and figure out how to how to uh, basically desensitize those emotional triggers so that you won't be as angry of a person because the root of it being that your mother withheld love. So this is like est. Yeah. Like if you guys watch the Americans, it's a good. They, there's plenty of est. Option, um, you know, I did not make that connection, but that I that may actually be based off of this. Or the human potential movement that you were talking about is right. probably what start is what she was involved in. Est is probably part of that. It's interesting. It's it's an inter- it's a good idea, isn't it? It's a good idea to sit down with a bunch of people and say and to learn how how to deal with your issues. Right. It's a good thing. So, um well, the, the thing is, is like, uh, okay, I mean, so not so necessarily, but the, the dynamic that, that got built out of this was that, that Keith Raniere was the philosophical leader of the of the the movement, the Nexium movement. Okay, and uh, and Nancy Salzman was his student, but really, I think that most of this comes from uh, from Nancy Salzman and all of her like neuro linguistic things and the hypnosis and that sort of thing, because basically. See, the thing is, the thing is with Nexium and, and all of the terrible things that we're leading up to here um, is that fundamentally it did something like a lot of people came out of out of like their initial training classes feeling like 
you know, the, the things that the, the problems that they had in their lives had been like laser focus identified and like, it felt like like weight had been lifted off of their shoulders because they felt like they could actually cope with their with their issues. Um, this is that's not an uncommon thing in cults, right? Well, a lot of times in cults, the beginning the beginning time is usually pretty healthy, right? People are learning and they're doing and they're excited about what's going on and everybody's kind of in it for the right reasons and nobody's powerful yet and nobody's needing, you know, they're not quite yet to the point where they're like, well, we have to some, for some reason, put guns in a closet or in a big warehouse and, you know, because everybody's against us. Right. Because at that point, nobody cares because you're just a bunch of people hanging out together talking about how much life sucks and you're right. all going, yeah, life sucks. Right. So uh, um, at, at this point, you know, I, I, I posed the question, why would anyone follow the teachings of, of this guy? Like, what, what, are, what qualifications does he have to be able to say, I have this one true purpose? Oh, also, I just wanted to bring up real quick that, okay. that uh, Nexium got to a point where it was popular enough and, and powerful enough that the Dalai Lama came to their main campus in Clifton Park and actually spoke. So they were doing something right, because you can't get the Dalai Lama. Right, he's well, a good dude. Well, I mean, dude. there's some there's some shady shit that 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 is surrounding that that makes it questionable about his visit. But I mean, the Dalai Lama was shady. No, no, no. It was somebody in his entourage, so. like like took a bribe or something <gasps> allegedly. I'm gonna throw the word allegedly around a lot during this this episode. Um, and this is just forewarning that if I don't say allegedly, I still probably mean allegedly because the case, the trial hasn't come up yet. So a lot of what's com coming up isn't necessarily speculation, but it's things that are brought up in like the indictment and the investigation that the FBI has done and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not really proven one way or another yet, but these are as solid of facts as I can present to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I I didn't really delve into that because it was kind of tangential to the to to the story that the I'm, I'm presenting. It, it, the the whole Dalai Lama thing. Oh well, yeah, obviously I just but the fact that the Dalai Lama was, despite the fact that he he was right. Bribed, it, I mean it, that's 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 good PR for for Nexium. It's excellent you know? PR. Um, but tell me why? Tell why so, was Richard the guy, kind of guy that anybody would want to follow, Adrian? As uh, you asked, Keith. Keith, sorry. Um, so for uh, some reason, I put Keith and Richards together. So he he. What's uh, his last name again? Ranieri. Ranieri. That's weird. It's R A N I E R E. Okay. And I've checked with checked the pronunciation. Okay. So, um, so so, uh, first of all, he presented himself to everyone that he met as this great philosopher, as as a very ethical man, um, and as as yeah, a scientist. Like a big thing about uh, about his thing and why people listen to what he had to say was he talked about being a scientist and would talk about, you know, the scientific method and all of this sort of thing, you know, coupled with the fact that, that he had, you know, degrees in math, physics, and biology, yeah. you know, so, so he's, he's, he's no dummy. He's presenting himself as a very intelligent man. Now to further this, he has claimed that he is in the Guinness book of world records for being the smartest man in the world. This is partially true um it turned out that in uh i don't think oh the 1989 uh book of world records guinness book of world records uh he was in there he had a he had been featured in there as having one of the highest iq scores what was his iq 
Um, it didn't say because the uh, he took his re- he took his IQ test through a group called the the Heflin Research Group, mm-hmm. um, which scores up to their perfect score is a fifty, um, and and they they would not tell anybody what his specific score was but he scored higher than 46 um and where he scored according to uh according to the uh the guinness book of of records people um the the score that he scored uh puts him at a uh quote unquote uh performative intelligence of one in 10 million so he's as smart uh as he is as smart or smarter than te- uh, ten million every ten million people, or there's one in ten mi- million people that are as smart or smarter than him. I should say. Okay. So he, so he is. So he's smart. He is smart. Um, I mean, according to this Heflin test or Heffler test or whatever. Right, but you know, okay. So then also, um, he he uh, he he's a published author. He's written two books. Um, the books in question are uh, Odin and Sphinx, and. The the Sphinx and Thalzepia, I don't know. It's a really weird Greek-looking word. Um, I couldn't find anything about these books except for that only one of them is available on Amazon, and it's not the second one, which is surprising because in the second one uh, had a foreword written by the Dalai Lama. I'm starting to question the Dalai Lama a little the bit. The best I could find about about these books is that they were... Um, scientific articles that had been written in a scientific journal, and it was just like a compendium of these of of these journal articles that he had written. I don't know for sure though. Um, do we know what they're? I mean, do, no, we, don't we don't know what they're about. Don't even know what. But they're they about. have something to do with the Sphinx. Apparently, maybe. Um, I, and Odin. Yeah, and, and then Thalzepia. Thalzepia. How do you spell it? T H E L Z I E P E I A. If anyone knows how to pronounce it, get a hold of us and let us know. We are happy to to find out. Absolutely. Um, go um, ahead, babe. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, these uh, these articles were written. F- it wasn't just for scientific journals. As far as I can tell, they were written for a specific scientific journal that was based out of uh, Monterey, Mexico. So. A little bit shady, right? All right. All, All right. right. So let's get into a little bit more well, of the shady claims. But that, real quick, that's one of the reasons that people were attracted. Right. Because he was definitely, he, he, somebody, you wrote a book. Oh, you must be an yeah. expert. People oh, you wrote two books and one of them had a forward from the Dalai Lama. Cool. Definitely. I got to, got to follow you. Absolutely. Right? So let's get into some of the, some of the more wild uh, claims that, that he made. about himself that people believed and thought made him qualified to lead a spiritual movement, so to speak. Um, He claimed that a lot of these have to do with intelligence. I'll I'll just, I'll just lay that out there. So uh, he claimed to have been uh, speaking full sentences at age one. He claimed to uh, have a comprehensive reading level at age two. Um, I'm making faces. Uh, he claimed that he taught himself college level math in, uh, about 19 hours when he was 12. Uh, that could be true. He, uh, by 13, he was, uh, had taught himself to be a concert level pianist and a, was a judo champion. Oh, okay. Um, was he playing concerts and competing in judo competitions? I I don't know. I couldn't find anything about Ah, it. Oh, okay. Um, 
he uh, claimed that at the age of 13, uh, he reached a state of enlightenment. Um, and that's why he is capable of being a philosophical person. Um, but the best one, the best one is uh, that he does not drive because it, because his uh, intelligence energy sets off radar detectors. What? Yeah. He's so smart that he can't drive because if he drove, uh, he'd set off radar detectors and Because and, he's so smart? Guns. Yep. What? That sounds... Well, that's bullshit. Yeah, it, so- it sounds like bullshit, right? Like, who would follow this guy? People who aren't as smart as him. Well, let me tell you some of the people that followed him. <laughs> Sheila Johnson, one of, she? one of the co-founders of BET. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Wait, at what... I mean, we're talking about in the last 20 years, or we're talking about, like, immediately after founding this? These are people that that just follow him. The, these are people that that have e- that either follow him or have taken classes from Nexium. Okay. Um, so Sheila Johnson, Antonia C. Novello, uh, who was uh, George H. W. Bush's uh, Surgeon General. Oh my God. Uh, Emiliano Salinas, who is the son of former President of Mexico, Carlos Salinas. I feel like I definitely recognize that name. Um. Probably because of his dad. Right. Then you have uh, Allison Mack. Yeah, we know about Allison Mack. From Smallville. We're going to get into that, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nikki Klein, who was uh, on uh, Battlestar Galactica. She Which... was she was one of the um, the mechanics, I think. Oh, so she's not like a... She was. She ended up being Chief's wife on BSG. She's okay. Short little yeah. white girl. Um, then you got uh, Grace Park from BSG. She was Boomer. She was also in Hawaii Five O. Yeah, she was. Uh, wasn't she a, a Cylon? Yeah. Yeah, she was like the the only good Cylon. Right. Um, then you had uh, um, <laughs> that I remember. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea how to pronounce her last name, but Kristen Kruuk. Uh, she was Fiona in Euro Trip, and was also on Smallville. How do you spell it? C R E U K. Probably Creek. Creek. Creek like or yeah. something like that. So anyways. Uh, then she was had... Lois though, wasn't she? I think. Who? Allison Mack? Creek. Creek oh. or whatever. I don't know. I didn't write down what she actually did. Okay. Go on. Like the only credit that I gave her on in my notes was Fiona from Eurotrip because <laughs> that's the only <laughs> one that that's matters. What we, yeah, that's what yeah. we mean. Um, Fiona! Then you've got uh, Sarah Edmondson. Um, who she she played a bunch of supporting roles on, in various Sounds like a lot of Canadian sci-fi actors. properties. Um, this is a Canadian cult. No, it's not. It was it's based in New York. Um, there there were a lot of Canadians, um, and there's kind of a reason for that. Um, I'm did wasn't actually gonna. Uh, You'll get into it later. I, yeah. You can get into it later. But, uh, and then and then uh, the other ones that that I have written down are Claire and Sarah Bromf- Bromfman. Who are the heiresses to the Seagram's fortune? Um, their names come up uh, later on. Oh, um, no, those poor girls. I already feel bad for them. Um, do do do. So I think it's the fun. The worst one is the Surgeon General, the former yeah. Surgeon General. Yeah, that's like, the worst one. Like the rest of them are a bunch of ladies and me- like gentlemen who you're are. You're a, you're a doctor. You should yeah, you should know better. I mean, if you're a humanist, that's one thing. But if you're like. I'm into the other stuff too. Not so great, you right. know. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about about Nexium and what classes are like at Nexium. Okay. Okay. So uh, first of all, 
Uh, everyone, when they sign up, uh, goes through a five-day class. Okay. A five-day uh, intensive, as they call them in 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 the lingo. Uh, classes. Uh, the the initial class costs five thousand dollars to get in. Of course um, it does. And classes uh, ranged in cost anywhere from $5,000 for a five-day workshop up to $25,000 per day for some of the advanced classes. This, You know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like somebody figured out what Scientology was and they started doing exactly what Scientology did, but the, on a less creepy science-y scale or like sci-fi scale. The the number of people uh, that referenced Scientology with regards to Nexium in my research is alarming. Um, but yeah, it's totally Scientology. That being said, we have no, no I'm not going to say anything. Let's go. Um <laughs> Uh, students were always required to sign an NDA before starting a class, um, and the reason why is because Nexium claimed that that their uh, their information and techniques are uh, they're proprietary, so they didn't want anyone stealing stealing their shit, right? But I mean, okay. I mean, it's not really. It but comes sure. down to all the goofy shit that happens. So, yeah. um, uh, obviously, somebody talked because you're gonna about to tell me about what happened. Yep. So. Uh, Classes always start when you walk into the classroom. You're required to bow to the two pictures at the front of the classroom. This literally is fucking Scientology. One of which is of Keith Raniere, aka Vanguard, because you had to call him Vanguard when you were in class. Okay. And the other one being of Nancy Salzman, aka Prefect. Prefect. Uh, prefect. Not prefect. Prefect. Yeah. Prefect, like yeah. a prefect. Yes. Like from in a. Yes. You... And the the names have significance. I'm using air quotes again. Okay. What uh, are the So Nancy Salzman is, is pretty good because it's prefect because she was the first, stu- first yeah, student. And she right? kind of runs the, runs the jam. I'm sure she yeah. guides people through. Yeah. Vanguard is stupid because it's, it is. he, it, he came up with the name because of a, of, of an arcade game he liked when he was a kid. What is the arcade game? Vanguard is the name of the arcade game. He named himself after an arcade game. Yes. I mean, as far as, cult leader names go vanguard is kind of like, i mean it's pretty cool it's kind of neat but... but like it's cool if you're it's like your handle for when you're playing like video games right. but not like when leader you're like, of a cult a leader of a movement right um let's see where where was i at here he's the guy that later on is gonna be like a total shit bird right like oh yeah like i'm gonna want to punch him in the nuts yeah. right okay um yeah, so then you you had to bow bow to the pictures as you came in, um, and routinely throughout the class, you uh, one of the things that would happen is you th- you would thank Vanguard for his teachings, mm-hmm. right? This is like literally somebody took a fucking somebody was in Scientology and then they got out and they decided to start, or they weren't quite in because they were able to. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. no, yes, yeah. it uh, just sounds very much yeah. like um, there there was a chant. Uh, at the end of the class, uh-huh. uh, that what this reminds me of is the the Walmart chant that that Walmart employees have to do <laughs> yeah. be- before every shift. I used to work for Sam's Club and we had to do one, but I don't remember it now. Right. It's like Good Morning or something like that. Right. Was stupid. Um, the other the other thing that would that, that they would start the uh, um, the class. Okay, so this is this was really confusing th- throughout my research because it's executive success programs and everyone shortens it to ESP. And so I kept seeing ESP and thinking they were talking about extrasensory perception Which and way I was cooler. And well, it just made things like weirder. Right. <laughs> so like they would start class off with the ESP handshake. 
or the, yeah, the ESP handshake. And I was like, what is an ESP handshake? You don't and, actually touch. You just think about touching. Right? Each and hand. then I realized it's ESP executive success programs. <laughs> and what it was, was you would line up in the classroom from highest rank to lowest rank. Mm-hmm. And the first person would clap. And then the next person would clap and it would just go. And it was like applause, but it was just, it was one clap from each person. That sounds stupid, but it also probably would have been kind of neat to see. Right. Like I can, I can understand like like the 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 fundamentals that go into it. Like there's that whole teamwork thing and camaraderie That's or whatever. The problem is yeah. that there's always fundamental good stuff and or at least understandable stuff, and then it turns into. Something right. else. I'm assuming that's why we're talking about this, and also I know a little bit about what happens, but okay. not entirely everything. Um, so then, so then also uh, 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 within Nexium, there were color sashes to denote your rank, and oh. you would wear a color sash. And- oh, like a sash, like a like a lady who wear who's like a like a sash, like a sash that goes across your, your like chest. a Miss Universe or something. Right, exactly. Not like a I, you were doing the thing around your waist. You were making a around your waist. Oh no, motion. no, it's it's. Across the okay. across your chest. Okay. Um, and uh, this must come from from uh, from Keith Raniere's vast judo experience because they're the the uh, it's basically mimics the belt colors from martial arts. Oh, okay. You know, so you've got white, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and then Keith Raniere wore a long white sash, signifying that he's always a student. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. Nobody else wore a white sash, though. No, no. If you first, if you first got in, like if you followed the stripe path, which is another term from uh, from the the Nexium, uh, what's the repertoire? Uh, glossary. Glossary. Yeah, okay. from from the Nexium glossary. Uh, if you were on the stripe path, the the first sash that you got was a white sash. Wait, there are different paths. No, I mean there was it, you were you went to Nexium and you took classes, and then if you got on the stripe path, that's you're essentially in. Yeah. So you could like opt to take classes. Right. And like be like, hey, I'm going to go to a Nexium class or a ESP class mm-hmm. and like learn, learn, about to, learn how to. We'll get to what they actually taught okay. taught later. Okay. But uh, um, well, actually, I can, we can get into that right now. Yeah. I focus um, on my mom. So, so you've so got like uh, you would t- have classes on like neurolinguistic programming techniques. What does that mean? I'm sorry. Neuro- neurolinguistic techniques. Yeah. That's. Kind of like, um, it's, it's the, it's from what I understand of it, it's, it's like the thing where you basically, you program somebody by speaking to them. So you say certain words and you get them to trigger kind of thing. So it's not necessarily hypnosis, but it's like you say things in a certain way to get, you know, things to do people. Like mentoring candidate kind of thing. Yeah. Except for like, not to that level. I mean, that's supposed to be like the extreme version of neuro-linguistic programming, but like, so it's just the, like how you say things and the way you say things and you can. Oh, force force triggers. Basically it's, it's kind of like brainwashing a little bit. I mean, that's, that's basically what, what brainwashing is. And, and like uh, everything that they talk about, like all of the things that they want you to do in, in Nexium to like, like, you know, you confront your, your, fears and you confront this and that and blah 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 like everything they talk about feels like what they're doing is commoditizing brainwashing in a way that it's not me brainwashing you it's you brainwashing yourself 
kind of thing. Oh, okay. So they and did neurolinguistic. So you've got the neurolinguistic uh, programming techniques. Um, you've got introductory ethical and psychological theory. All right. Good yeah. things to know. Yeah. Um, then you've got uh, classes that actually have names. So you've got the Mobius class, um, which is about healing the parts of yourself that you reject and not hating them in other people. I was literally thinking that was like, isn't that a program? Isn't that a Mo- computer program? Mobius? Mobius? Well, there's the Mobius strip, which is the, the infinite strip where... Oh, okay. Uh, All right, yeah. go on. Um, and then you've got uh, human pain, which is about understanding that love and pain often go together. Okay. Okay. Um, so then... Uh, Outside of all of this, there are, there were like organizations within Nexium. Okay. Okay. So you've got on, on, on the men's side, you've got the Society of Protectors. And on the women's side, you've got Jeunesse, spelled J-N-E-S-S. Took me forever to get, figure out how to, how to say it. Thanks, Alex and Mac for teaching me how to say Jeunesse. Okay. So what, the men's was what? Society of Protectors. Okay, and then Jeunesse. Yes. Explain. Okay, so basically what these were was they were kind of organizations for like, like you would have like accountability partners. So if you were like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in in the next, you know, six months, everybody in your little group, it it was called a huddle in the Society of Protectors, and I don't know what it was called in Jeunesse. Um, But you had your huddle, which was your group, and your group would would hold you accountable. So every week, you know, you'd get together and have your group meeting. And somebody would be like, hey, you said you were going to lose 30 pounds in six months. Have you lost X amount of pounds yet? Let's go. Let's get on that. If you need help, you know. We'll make you run and 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 make sure you you're doing shit to get we'll to lose you your pounds. Yeah, we're, I'm we're, sure yeah. it was healthy at first. Yeah, well, I mean, it was always always healthy, right? Okay. So so then, like you know, or like, hey guys, uh, I got to paint my house this week. Um, it's gonna be a pain in the ass. Could you guys come help me? Everybody comes over and helps paint paint somebody's house. Sounds wonderful, right? What does Jeunesse stand for? I have no idea. I could not find anything about, about anything uh, that, that, I mean, it was just, it's capital J N E S S. Like it's a word and everyone should know what it is. Okay. Okay. So now let's get into uh, the, the little shadier part of, uh, SOP and Jeunesse. Okay. So, um, one of the fun. SOP being a society of protectors. One of the things that, that these groups were there to do was to emphasize uh, the differences between men and women because of, according to the of teachings of, of Keith Raniere, uh, there are primal differences between men and women. Mm-hmm. And he called this his primitive hypothesis. Oh, let's hear pr- about... The primitive hypothesis. The primitive hypothesis. Okay, so, so uh, men are naturally promiscuous and women are naturally mon- monogamous. Okay. Um, oh, okay. men are repressed and unable to enjoy the same rich life experiences as women and have a better understand, but they have a better understanding of right and wrong. Men do? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but they're also naturally promiscuous. Right. Continue. Um, women are more often disloyal and have tantrums that allow them to get away with doing whatever they want. Some sexist ass. Oh yeah. Shit. No, because they drilled that shit like crazy into like, shit. Oh women, you, all you do is... <laughs> Do tantrums to get what you want. Yep. That's a very um, incelly sort of way of thinking about right. things. Right, 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 right. Um, so uh, um, diving deeper into the uh, sketchiness of, of Nexium, um, let's talk about the fact that they have their own lingo. Okay. 
They have. Of course they do. So, so if it seems like every cult has to come up with their own lingo or cult-like organization. Um, so, uh, movement. So, so yeah. So, so Nexium has, has theirs and it ranges from, you know, pretty mild, like intensives, which is, you know, a long running workshop that could last up to 14 hours a day. Oh, intensives is one of their, okay. Yeah. That sounds, um, I thought you were just talking. <laughs> right. You've got, um, you've, you've got, uh, you've got at cause, um, which basically means that, uh, everything in your life is your responsibility. So, okay. so if somebody, you know, if somebody said, you know, oh, well, things aren't going great at my job, you know, I'm stagnating, I can't get a promotion, blah, blah, blah. Somebody be like, hey, you're at cause. You're at cause for that kind of thing. <laughs> Meaning, hey, you're stagnating because it's your responsibility. Fucking step up and get your shit done kind of thing. Okay. I see that. I can see that, but I, I disagree. I don't think that everything in your life is your responsibility, but... I mean, how you react to it is, but not everything that happens to you. Right. Um, rational inquiry was a uh, was a was lingo for the teachings of Nexium. So, mm-hmm. so anytime that you talked about a class you were taking, you would talk about an inquiry or rational inquiry that you were part of. Okay. Um, integrations were aha moments um, that that brought you into a higher level of enlightenment. Um, and to be fully integrated meant that you had achieved the highest level of enlightenment. And guess who was the only person who'd ever achieved that status? Richard Marks. No, Keith Raniere. Uh, just keep thinking of his name differently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have... Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. I, I'm sorry if I don't remember his name. I don't like this man, so... It's my um, disrespect to him. Then we talked about stripe path, which is the the when you get on the path. It's like it's like you, a, oh yeah, the stripe path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that's when you know you start getting really into the whole. It's when you officially become a member of the. You take movement. you take you take it more seriously. So you're doing more intensives and you're recruiting more people. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got explorations of meaning. Uh, or explore the meaning, which is to uh, um, you dive into uh, a memory and observe your misperceptions uh, that that has made it painful, and thus reducing the power of that memory, reducing the power that that memory holds over you today. Okay, again, that that doesn't sound like a, that sounds like a like a therapy thing. Right. That doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah. That sounds like something that you should deal with. You should do. Right. Everyone should do that, but don't do it with Nexium. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have terms like suppressive, who is someone who behaves unethically, lies, cheats, steals to get what they want. Suppressive. Suppressive. And and this one is like there's a term for this in Scientology. It's that, a and I don't no, remember it's, what it is. This is I, I don't know, but there Scientology has some like like real like after like people who who don't who want to bring you down and it's but it's about Scientology more than it's about you right yeah I don't know what it's well about, that though. I mean that's basically what it was with suppressives like that's what you, when you said that that's is, exactly what I immediately thought their, Scientology their, this is their innocent version or the in, in, innocent definition of it you know really it was what they they just labeled people that were against Nexium as suppressives um, and then I found a real fun one just kind of off the cuff with some of my last minute research. A Luciferian what? is a person that takes pleasure in other people's pain. And that'll come up later. Okay. Why that's a thing. A person who takes pleasure in other people's pain? Yes. So 
Okay. Uh, one of the uh, one of the most sketchy things I found about Nexium was um, anytime that you felt like like you have this inner voice that's always telling you right from wrong, right? So like you you yeah. you go to do something and you have an inner voice that says don't do that. That's bad, right? Right. Okay. So in Nexium's teachings, um, anytime that your inner voice is questioning something, especially when it has to do do with Nexium, um, that is what's holding you back in your life. That inner voice is what's holding you back. And you need to s- silence that inner voice and just go do the thing because that's going to make you a better person. It's so weird that that guy thinks that you showing him your boobs is okay. Right. Oh, no, I should show him my boobs then. Yep, totally. Um, so uh, uh, Keith Ranieri and some, doc- by the way. Some, some doctor who I forgot to write his name down. It doesn't matter because he's unimportant. Another a guy. Just some guy. Um, we're fascinated with the brain. And okay. this is where Luciferians comes up. Because uh, they wanted to see if they could um, come up with a scientific way of scanning your brain to, de- to determine whether you were a Luciferian. So they used to have Nexium members routinely wear this, uh, like the those nets over yeah. your head that okay. like for brainwave scans. Yeah. Okay. Um, they would have them wear those during like intensives or during meetings or whatever just to get like these scans of their brainwaves so that they could like determine things right Mm -hmm. so it became like commonplace to see people showing up to a meeting wearing this weird net thing right right well it turns out that this doctor and keith ranieri allegedly were running a study trying to see more about this than just, hey, wear this during a meeting. And these were called the fright studies. The Freud studies? Fright. Oh, The okay. fright studies. The fright studies. Yes. Either one, it's very frightening yes. to me. So. Um, so what they would do is they would have people wear these scanners and they would sit them down in a dark room and make, make them watch videos. And it was completely, like, without context, it was, hey, sit here and watch this screen. And then the screen would pop up, and it would show, like, uh, the curb-stomping scene from American History X. Oh, that's so disturbing. Right? Or uh, another one that they used you, was... You knew that one would get me. That's why you threw it in there. Well, no, it's... It, they really did show the, that? Yeah. Oh. And, our, and then they would show uh, the, the rape scene from a movie called The Accused. I've never seen it. It had... I think, I think it was Jodie Foster in it when she was, like... A Child? teenager kind of thing, and she went to she went into this bar and got gang raped by everyone in the bar or something like that. I'm sure it's not pleasant. Yeah, no. I mean, they didn't show them nice things. I'm sure. Right, and then the last one that they would show them was uh, a, a an internet video of a uh, cartel uh, machete execution. And these are things that people weren't people weren't told this going into it. They weren't. It wasn't like, hey, we want you to come in and we want you to watch some weird shit. It was like, hey. You want to be part well, of the study. And they of wanted course, to get the reactions of the people. Right. Well, yeah. and of course, you know, you're say, they say, hey, you want to be a part of the study. And if you say no, you know, that's your inner voice telling you not to be the best person you can be. So mm. obviously you're going to say yes and go to it. They don't tell you anything about it. You go, you sit down, they put the thing on, and then they show you this stuff. And it's like... You could be have been completely sheltered from this kind of mm. thing. And now you're being shown the most disturbing vi- videos imaginable and like what purpose does this serve you know well to be honest this is a thing that they used to do 
in studies, they may even still do it for studies on the brain. Right. But you know, ahead of time going into it, yeah. like the kind of thing that you're going in for, at least, you know, what you're going, what, what the study's about, yeah. you know, and this study, they didn't, the people doing this didn't even know what it was for. And ultimately what it was for is to find out if they could determine through brainwave scans, if somebody was a Luciferian. Yeah, so that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so that so they did these studies. Yeah, this is one of the many fucked up things that, that happened within Nexium. So now that we've established that Nexium is not what it appears to be on on the back cover, on the dust cover, so to speak. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit more about how weird. Keith Raniere is. Okay. okay. So first of all, uh, he is or claims to be heavily influenced by the writings of uh, Ayn Rand, which is disturbing and strange to begin with. Um, he he convinced uh, a woman to join Nexium because he met her at a party and kept telling her that he that that she was his Dagny. He was John Galton and she, and she was his Dagny, which are the main characters in uh Atlas Shrugged, I think. Is that the one you read that yeah. was that made you want to die? Yeah. Every moment of your life. Yeah. It's uh anyways, so yeah, so he's a big believer in in Ayn Rand's whole situation. Um, whole philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> you're mad about this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's <laughs> so, so that woman, the woman that he, he convinced to do that was, it's a woman, was a woman named Barbara Boucher. Um, he, she was his girlfriend for like seven years. Um, she ended up being like really high up in Nexium. Okay. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention earlier that uh, they have a, the Nexium has a, uh, they call it a convention. It's not a convention. It, the convention is called V Week. V Week short for Vanguard Week. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Guess when that happens? Around his birthday. Uh-huh. It started off as, as a one year they did a one day celebration. Like, yay, thank you, Vanguard. Let's have a celebration. It's moved up to where it is a 12 day event. You're spending half a fucking month celebrating the dude. And everyone's required to go if they're on the, the stripe level or the stripe well, it's path not, or whatever. It's not necessarily that you're required to. I mean, you are required to, but nobody to nobody says they're required to. They mm. just want to go. Because oh, because they love it. It's, right? probably, it's probably the big party of the year. Oh, too. yeah. And so, like, there's dancing and they have, like, a talent show and everyone, you know, sings Keith's favorite songs and that sort of thing. And everyone gets up on stage and thanks Keith and blah, or thanks Van, Vanguard, excuse me. Um, but anyways, that was the brainchild of, of uh, Barbara Boucher. Um, okay. I mean, she's his girlfriend. She's yeah, like, right? I'm going to throw him a party. Yep. She wasn't like, she was being cool. So, so let's talk about that shitty relationship. <laughs> um, because, uh, according to everyone, anyone who's ever known Keith, he is, uh, polyamorous AF. Well, the whole fucking world knows that now, don't they? Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he's always had multiple girlfriends, um, but the shitty part about the Barbara Boucher thing is she didn't know. 
Oh, she didn't know. Like she's the one person that and she's that, not. Then they're he, not polyamorous. That he, he didn't that know. he never told. Like like girlfriends before her and after her. Like he was uh, during the time during the, this time frame during Dexium. He had um, allegedly had uh, fifteen to twenty women that he was sleeping with that were his quote unquote spiritual wives, um, and they all knew about each other, and they all knew about Barbara. Barbara didn't know about any of them. And so they would Why? all... I don't know. I, I think because he he intuited that she would not be okay with it. So he was like, oh, add her into the harem, but everybody don't talk about the fact that we sleep with each other. Let's just, you know, make up excuses for why, we, why we're spending so much time also, together. Also, maybe his Dagny was his Dagny. And the one thing he didn't want was to lose the one woman who he really, really loved. Right. So he's like, I still want to fuck people, but she'll leave me if I tell her that I want to fuck other people. Right. Um, so he had all of these uh, these spiritual wives, but he wanted to appear more spiritual and philosophical and like scientific and whatever to the the community at large. Mm-hmm. So he portrayed himself as being celibate. So all of these women he slept with knew to keep their mouths shut about the fact that they were sleeping with him. Including Barbara, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there was this whole like celibacy thing that he was, that he was fronting, even though he was having sex with, uh, at least 15 women. Okay. This is another, this is, you are, you bring a very good, big point up is that this is also something that happens in every single cult. Because at this point we I mean, if he's banging 20 chicks, now we know it's a cult. Right. You know, that's the, once it gets to that, then you're... Right. Like, well, every and- every single thing I've ever read or watched or anything, the guy in charge is fucking like 10 of the people in the in the group. Right. Whether it's men, women, or both. Well, and the, the other thing, too, is like... We don't know who who any of these people are necessarily. And good, like, like they're we not. Don't they're need not. To know they're who they not are. naming names. But according to everyone who would speak up about it, the people that he was sleeping with were all like pretty high up in the whole in the Nexium organization. So they wanted to protect now, it anyway. Is it that they were high up, and so he decided to sleep with him, or were what, did he sleep with them, and then they became high up in the in the in the organization? You know, it's one of I, those situations. It sounds to me like he picked people who he wanted to have sex with, and then made them. Powerful. And then they they gained influence because it's like right. being close to the king. Right. It's like being close to the to the you know being the best friend of the guy who gets elected mayor, you're probably going to be in on some things, you know, even if it's, he's not totally corrupt. Right. So, so then, uh, um, we start getting into his ideas. Okay. He has. So what are are, his ideas? Because I think this is very important that we know his ideas. There's a couple of ideas that he had that were pretty outlandish that he knew were pretty outlandish and needed to be kept under wraps. So they were only expressed to very, close high up groups in within nexium okay one of which uh and this is not the crazy one by the way it's not the craziest you mean craziest (laughs) uh he said that uh the age of consent was too rigid um and that it should be up to the parents of the child to decide when the child is capable of consent no yeah no i agree then and he Apparently, for multiple reasons. Pretty much agrees because he didn't make this like public knowledge. He wasn't like, hey, everybody, let me tell you about how I feel about underage girls. So here's a question. Who he was allegedly sleeping with but never actually got charged for. 
Because there's no girls out there who will admit to sleeping with him. Right. Or who will press charges, I'm right. sure. I'm sure there's some girl out there who wants to but has been threatened. Continue. Um, and then the other one, and this is my favorite because this makes everything so worth so it. So it's just these two. Th- these are the only me. ones that I was able to find. Okay. So what's the second one? The second one, and as, let me reiterate, makes everything worthwhile to, to hear about. Uh, the high uh, higher ups of Nexium, all the the group, the elite group of the top level of Nexium, were all reincarnated from uh, World War Two era, and it, I shouldn't say World War Two era because, in his words, it was Nazi era. Um, and the reason that he says Nazi era, oh no, and the reason that I'm not saying Nazis, is because first of all, Barbara Boucher, Boucher being the French word for butcher led them to believe that she was uh, Reinhard Heydrich, a.k.a. the Butcher of Prague, who was the, I think he was one of the architects of the the Holocaust. Um, Not a good guy, right? Yeah. Nancy Salzman was Hitler. Nancy Salzman was Hitler? Yes. And she chose this. She said she was, or did he assign these? I I think he assigned them. Oh, that's a nice thing for someone to say to you. Because Keith was one of the partisan leaders that was fighting to save the Jews. Everyone else was a Nazi except for Keith. Keith was the only one who was a good guy, quote-unquote good guy, from World War II. The rest of them were Nazis, and they were all atoning for past sins or whatever. That's why, that, that's why they were attracted to Nexium, because they subconsciously knew what they had done in a previous life and needed to atone for it. Okay, are there any more any more examples of this? No, those are those are the only ones that that that, that I was able to find. I'm surprised I was actually to, uh, able to find th- that specific of examples, and so not just him being like, "Oh, we were all Nazis." Nancy was Hitler. Yep, Nancy was Hitler. I bet she loved that oh, moment yeah, of, her super... di- of her day. He came in and he's like, "Hey, you're a reincarnation of Hitler," and she's like. Um, no. <laughs> no, thank you. And he's like, no, I, I had no, a really dream or something. Did he have like dreams and stuff? Like I, what were his... I don't, I don't know the specifics. The, no? the, the, the specifics hasn't come out. It's See, just, this is the problem. He is just would so walk, new. He would just walk into a room and be like, yo, this is my thing. And everybody's like, you need to not tell people that. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's why I was telling you guys. Cause I trust you. In like five years, we need to do an updated episode of this. Right. Because then we'll know a lot more. We'll he will have gone through the trials. We'll have gone through all of this stuff. We'll have people will have written books and books and books on these people, and then we'll know so much more because, as of right now, they're not coming out with it because they're going to present it all at trials. Right. Oh, I want to know. I want to know if who is Mengele. You right. Know? Right. Like. So all of that just to say, um, that Keith Raniere is charismatic af and has some interesting ideas yeah um everyone that has talked about keith ranieri talks about the fact that he is super charismatic like he's intelligent and he's charismatic which is a scary combination one might even say he's a master manipulator ah drink um so at some point uh there were nine women that came forward to Keith, like, I don't know that they were necessarily higher up people, um, but they came came to him about uh, how the organization was run. Like, he, they didn't think that he was doing good for, like, some of the things he was doing wasn't for the good of 
the organization, sleeping yada, with yada. fifteen girls you at know, a time. Yeah, there's there's actually an audio recording of this if you can find it where they sat down and confronted him and he was saying stuff like, you know, I would die for the, for, for, for my beliefs, you know, yada, yada. I, you know, I believe in my beliefs. I die for my beliefs. I've killed for my beliefs. Um, yeah. Uh, nobody knows what that means. They still have no idea what, like, like this was part of the FBI investigation. They have no idea what he's talking about. He like isn't. he might, might just be saying I would kill for his beliefs mm-hmm. or he would kill for his beliefs, but n- nobody knows. But, uh, any, anyways, these, these nine women, uh, wrote a letter, you know, stating that they were unhappy with the situation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Keith was like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing what I'm, what I'm doing. And they were like, well if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, then we're not going to be a part of it. And so they all with this letter, you know, it was basically a letter of resignation for the nine of them. And they all left and they all got labeled as suppressives. Um, they had special classes talking about how to deal with suppressives and talked, uh, line by line about how to deal with specifically these nine women. Um, and then, uh, the next Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Then, then the Nexium legal team went after them like crazy hard. Another very similar. Mm-hmm. So like, um, Scientology. Uh, Barbara Boucher was one of them. <gasps> Barbara Boucher was yep. one of them. She was the highest ranking of the the nine, and and I think the only one who we know the name of. Okay. Because it it's been so gag ordered and everything. Do they ha- perhaps have a label for these nine women? It's the Nexium Nine. All yeah. right. Excellent. Um, and uh, so, and they got, they got hit hard. Like for instance, specifically with Barbara Boucher, she owned some kind of store, like a health food store or something like that. And, uh, suddenly like, um, it was doing poorly. Like it started to go, they went, they had to go to bankruptcy court because they were suddenly not making any money. Um, and, uh. I can't remember what the legal term is for it, but uh, Nexium came in and basically, like, with this antagonistic, it's it's called like an, an antagonistic order. I don't I don't remember at what it's called. a bankruptcy trial. Yeah, basically say saying, no, 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 you guys, like this bankruptcy thing, that's not cool. Um, she can't do it. It's it's not allowed because, um, like Keith owned the half owned the store, but his name wasn't on anything, or there was some weird shit that went on with and it. They had money because every cause yeah classes yeah twenty five thousand so, dollars or whatever. So the judge basically was like, "This is bullshit. Bankruptcy continues as as follow as." Planned. Oh, so she yeah. got the she, she got was the she was man she managed to do the bankruptcy, but then she has had to go into hiding. She still lives in hiding, um, because. Uh, the uh, Nexium legal team was still going after her. I'm um, so sorry, Barbara. You sound like you were probably in to the point where where like she had to do shit. Like she had to uh, get her driver's license in a state in one state, register her car in a different state. Presumably, she didn't live in either one of those states, but had to go through this whole rigmarole of doing things like that. And I'm sure because of gang stalking or because of because of this legal harassment all of it like were they gang stalking her where it's like everybody from the cult no no no, after no, no, no. because they i hate to say this but they were smart about it and they were like don't interact with these individuals you know 
Yeah, so, don't give them a reason. Yeah, don't to give come them after a reason us. to come yeah. after us. Just, let's just let our legal team do their thing. But they were doing they were doing everything they could. So what year was this that they, that these women went after them? Honestly, I have I have no idea. Okay. Because everything is so suppressed about it that there like I'm surprised I even knew about this. Like this is this this was a thing where I just found it like in a paragraph buried at the end of an article I was reading. And I was like, wait, I need to find out more about this. And I couldn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So she's like on the run or just hi- in hiding In somewhere. hiding, yeah. Just because she Pro- doesn't want to Probably be... lives in a house that's owned by a trust, an anonymous trust, so that nobody knows where she lives. And Were they coming after her legally for other things? Everything. Like... Everything they could possibly come after her for. And probably these other women... Like, like you thing. left Nexium and that left us, blah, blah. You still owe us, you know, mm. half a million dollars, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And they... They were presumably doing the same thing to all the other women, all, all these other women too. But again, we don't know who they are. They're still so deep in hiding that they're not willing to talk to anybody about any of this. Do we know what their concerns were? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember what it, what it was. It was. It was. It, it. It's just. It was. It was basically how Keith was handling running the business. They didn't feel that it was. I, I hate to use the term, but kosher. Like they. It wasn't like moral that kind of thing okay. like they like they thought felt like like he was abusing the system so to speak okay i, I there's not there's not a lot of information See, i'd be interested it. in to know what was in that letter yeah absolutely but you couldn't find the no what there's was in the there, letter. no i could not find any any reference i could find references to the letter but it was basically people being like calling bullshit on somebody having seen the letter because oh. you know there's no way that anybody has access to this letter kind of thing. Because it's in evidence, I suppose. Probably. Or whatever, yeah. Um yeah, so poor poor Barbara, poor poor Dagny, you know, she finds out first of all she found out at some point that, you know, Keith was sleeping with a million women mm-hmm. and was kind of upset about that. But I mean, it didn't f- falter her faith in in Nexium, so she stayed with the company for a while. Did she and break up with him like, though? Yeah. Oh yeah. Good for her. Good for and you, then, Barbara. And then wherever you are, she uh, turned around and was like, "Hey, there's some shady shit going on," and other people were like, "Yeah," and so they went. She and probably led him. the conglomerate yeah. against him, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we don't know yet, but we'll find out. But yeah, there was like there were, yeah uh, oh there was some messed up stuff that happened with 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 Barbara after she split up with Keith. Uh, basically, Keith had manipulated everyone into thinking that um, because they were like soulmates or whatever, his energy was linked to hers. So anytime that she did anything that against him, like it drained his energy. So he'd be he'd show up to a class that he was supposed to be teaching, and he'd lay down on the floor. And be like, I, w- I wish I could teach this class, but I'm so drained right now. And without saying it's Barbara's fault, everyone would be like, oh, it's fucking Barbara's fault. Somebody get her on the phone and tell her to stop thinking negative thoughts towards Keith so we can have this class kind of thing. Like he was a shitty dude to, to her. And it was. He was a shitty dude up. to everybody to, oh, do, yeah. to walk into a class and manipulate people in that way. Yeah. Oh, it's Barbara's fault that I'm a lazy fuck who doesn't want to get up and do the, oh, I just want to turn everybody against her. So I'm going to lay on the ground. And, exactly. You know, I think he, it's more that. It's than, more that than, than the than laziness. Yeah. Lazy, yeah. Um, so this leads us into the thing horrific 
part of Nexium. Like you thought the rest of this was bad. Shit. You better. Uh, this is the thing everyone knows about. Yeah. Though. This is this is what this people is, have heard of. I should say they is, don't know about it. Yeah. But. So so what we're going to talk about now is DOS. DOS stands for uh, Dominus Obsequious Sororium, which is Latin loosely translates to master of the obedient female companion. Okay. So mm-hmm. this was another organization within Nexium, like, uh, SOP and Jeunesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was touted as a secret sisterhood. Um, it was a women's only mentor mentorship program. Um, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, women's only mentorship. Yeah. Go on. And, uh, so, uh, let's see here. Um, basically the people that got, that got targeted for recruiting for this were, um, hot. They were women, uh, who were going th- through some sort of personal strife. Um, mm-hmm. and also, uh, uh, good old Jeunesse, uh, was used as a recruiting tool for, for DOS. Um, basically how this would go, what would be uh, who, and who was re- a recruiter for that? Allison Mack. Uh, everyone was. All of them. Everyone was a recruiter for. Okay. It. All right. Be- because of the the way that it was structured, it was basically a pyramid scheme within a pyramid scheme. <laughs> what a pyramid scheme it is. Yes. Continue. Um. So so basically, how this would uh um, how this would play out is if you got targeted as being a potential recruit for mm-hmm. DOS, somebody would come out to you and they'd be like, "Hey, I'm part of this really cool organization. I can't tell you anything about it." Um, but it's done a lot for me personally. It's a women's only mentorship program. Um, you know, I think that you would really, uh, you would really thrive there. Um, it, I Sorry, think these it, are other women. Yes. Oh, good. Okay, um, wonderful. Because it's a women's only mentorship yeah, program, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I think that that you would really thrive there. I think that you could really grow. I think that you could uh, get past a lot of your personal problems that you're having, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, to to bring people in. Um, and uh, if there was any hesitation on the on the part of the potential recruit, um, they were told that hesitation is an inherent feminine weakness, and that they needed to move past that weakness, and they could prove that they could move past that weakness by joining the secret organization. So, once you have said, "Yeah, I'm interested." Then the person who's bringing you in says, I need some kind of collateral from you before you can even join the organization. And the collateral... So they co- had to be convinced, and then they had to give them money or something? Uh, Sorry, the, you're going to... The was- collateral was something like uh, a nude photo or... Um... Real quick. Okay. They kind of told them what it was before no. they... No. No. They had no. They were not told anything about the organization before they joined. But they were asked for a nude photo. A nude photo, or uh, a recording of them talking about uh, some kind of devastating secret about themselves or their family. Uh, some people were asked to sign over their houses Something... as collateral. Okay, so by collateral they mean some blackmail. They mean yes. sort of extortion. Exactly. That's exactly okay. what this is. Okay. Okay. So then, once you've given over your collateral. Whatever it is, you're fucked. You're, you're, you're in. Your collateral, your collateral. It stays with it stays with the person that brought you in. Who at this point now you refer to as your master because you are their slave. And this is the this is the the way that it's organized is uh, every woman in DOS is a slave. 
and every slave slave can be a master, but they have to recruit their own slaves, but they're still a slave to their own master. So this is where it's a pyramid scheme because you've got people, you know, up at the top that are, that are the, you know, masters Mm -hmm. and then they're the slaves, but they're also the masters to the slaves who are also masters to the slaves. Who are they a slave to? The top of the chain. Well, according to according to the defense, um, it was just an organization that you know was women only, and there was no top master. Even the the people that that were at the top were still slaves. Um, but really, you know, what everyone has concluded, what the FBI investigation has concluded, is that Keith Raniere is at the top, and he's the master, and he had his slaves and those slaves went and became masters and on and on and on. And, on and, on and, on. and what was the point of DOS, Adrian? What happened in DOS? Oh, lots of terrible shit happened with DOS. So, um, well, first of all, let's, let's, let's get through this whole I'll process let, of yeah. joining DOS. You okay? go ahead and tell me things or before so, I, so, so now, so now you're part of DOS and you're a slave to a master, mm-hmm. right? And then you have to go through your initiation ritual. Oh, don't worry about the initiate. Well, first of all, slave master thing. Oh, don't worry about it. It's like a mentor mentee relationship, right? That's just that's just the how you think of it. We just have fine. That, yeah, slave and master yeah. is just is just the name the name that we that's decided. That's not weird to use, right? or terrible or so. Then the initiation, especially ritual. if you're a black woman, you know. So the initiation ritual. Oh, you know we we have a we have a secret mark. You know, so so you we're gonna get these fun little tattoos. It's about the size of a quarter. It's no big deal. We just get these fun little tattoos. It's, you know, it's this whole thing. It's representative of the the. Uh, it's a symbol that represents the four elements. Um, it, it's just this kind of cool thing, and we get it, and then it, and that's how we can show each other that we're we're part of the this group. Where's the tattoo go? Um, on it, it went on the the hip, the like inside in, of the hip. Yes. Okay. So. I'm going to stand I, up real quick. I think oh. everyone understands what... So right under the belly. Like, like on the pelvis, just inside of the hip. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so what happens is then you get a call at some point where you go to the secret initiation pro- per- place. You go to the secret initiation place and your master brings you to a room and asks you to strip naked and then asks you to put a blindfold on and then you're led into another room and then they say, they say, uh, unblindfold yourselves because now there's m- multiple people there. And it says, uh, greet your sisters. And so, you, you know, say hello, hello, hello to a bunch of naked women. Well, you're all naked and you're women. And then, so it's and fine then they so say, far. and now it's time for the branding and you get held down by everyone else in the room while a doctor takes a, uh, um, a cauterizing pen and brands this symbol into your hip. Or, you know, inside of your hip on your pelvis. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, um, the, uh, uh, so I mentioned earlier that uh, Sarah Edmondson was this, was the, um, was one of the notable members. Um, she's basically the catalyst as to why this court case is even going on because she came out and. This is Boomer? No, this is a woman that was just in random sci-fi okay. shows. Um she she came forward and did an uh, uh, an interview with a new New York Times uh, journalist who wrote an article about her and her experience, and she said that um, getting the brand um, it was like having uh, as they dragged the pen across your skin it was like white hot fire. Um, as it was dragged across your skin, and you're being held down so you can't do anything by everyone it. else in the room. Yep, including your other sisters. Yep. 
including the women who don't already have this tattoo? Correct. Or this, I'm sorry. Right. Fucking burn? And uh, this is the brand. So he's showing it to me. We'll we'll show it to you. We'll put it in one of the pictures on Instagram. Right. It is like a T. It's like a um, I would say it's like a um uh like a pyramid with uh. a T on t- like with a long. We'll just show you a picture. Yeah. I'm not so so here's 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 the it thing. Looks like a gun. In, it's here's, weird. Here, it's a, here's the thing. Oh, it okay. probably has some sort of stupid ass. That's a K. K. And that's an upside down R for Keith Raniere. Oh Jesus right? fucking Christ! But also, it's an A and an M. For Alice and Mac. Is that an what? Yeah. Because guess who was uh guess who was the ringleader of of, of DOS? Was it Alice and Mac? We knew this is this. why Alice and Mac is in so much trouble right this now. This is what is this because... is what I knew about about this thing, is that this 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 young girl who's like ten years younger than us. She's thirty six. She's oh, our she's age, about right? our age. Yeah. Was a set, who was in who was in a bunch of stuff. Besides, I mean, not just Smallville or whatever she was in. Right. She was in several different things, and she, what I I don't particularly know her as an actress, but people knew her. She was like a Disney kid, and here she is getting herself her initials branded into women's thighs. Because yep. she was she was the she was the architect of, of DOS essentially. Wait, she was the architect. Not only was she the head of it, she was the architect of yeah, it. Yeah, she was the one who designed because she does basically designed the brand. Okay. Um, she was very open about the brand apparently because when she was asked about it. Um, by, by somebody, she said, quote, I was like, y'all a tattoo people get drunk and and get tattooed, uh, tattoos on their ankle of BFF or a tramp stamp. I have two tattoos and they mean nothing indicating let's get a brand because a brand is a real Uh, thing to do. But, okay. I'm sorry, but branding your, your Branding people isn't the same as a tattoo. Branding people against their will is even more not the same as a tattoo. So fuck you, Allison Mack. You can go to fucking hell. And I'm sorry for saying the F word so much, but F this bitch. Right. So now you've gotten your brand. You're, part, you're a real part of DOS uh, or of DOS. You can be, a, you, you know, a happy camper now, right? Wrong. No. Because I, now you're you required someone. as part of as part of DOS. No, the the sex thing is like so minor minuscule at a part of DOS. Okay. What's next then? Uh, you had to perform acts of care, um, for, for your master. This is, this included things like running errands for them, cleaning their house, preparing them food. You know, basically they would just say, Hey, I'm hungry. Make me spaghetti. And you have to come over to their house and make them spaghetti or, uh, I have uh, family coming into town next weekend. I need you sometime this week to come over and clean my house, and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only way to, to the only way to make it better is to you know recruit your own slaves, so then you can have your slaves do things for you, like because clean... you don't have time to do anything because you're doing everything for your fucking master. Exactly. They were also required to do uh, acts of self denial, and this included stuff like taking icy showers. Uh, standing for an hour at 4 a.m. Uh, Why? Or uh, uh, maintaining a calorie-restricted diet of only 500 to 800 calories per day. Because some bitch wanted to be mean to you. Uh-huh. That's the whole fucking reason for it. Pretty much, yeah. It's sorority hazing times a thousand. Well. Th- th- times a thousand. The diets thing comes into it later for more nefarious reasons, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, they were also required to participate in readiness drills. Um, which is, 
uh, your master would send you a text message at any time and you had 60 seconds to reply. So they would send you ready and then you had to reply back with ready within 60 seconds, no matter what, without fail. Um, well, it doesn't ex- seem that bad. Except for unless you had pre-declared that you were going dark. Like, uh, okay, I'm going on vacation this week. No, 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 no. The, that was unacceptable. Oh. I'm going on vacation this week. I'm stepping onto the plane right now, going dark for three hours. Because I literally can't get to my phone. And exactly. If I, yeah, like, okay. Or like, like Sarah Edmondson was talking about how the elevator in her building, uh, she couldn't get. Uh, cell reception on the elevator so she would have to she would have to say getting on the elevator going dark 60 seconds or something like that um every I'm time sorry, everything you've said about keith richards or whatever his name is ranieri um it sounds like he was small potatoes compared to this dos bullshit uh no because he was he was part of he was the the founder of dos like it wasn't just like like Allison Mack just on a whim. No, like, I mean blah, like blah, blah, blah. it was like Keith Raniere and Allison Mack got together, and and Keith Raniere was like, "Hey, you would be cool as if we had s- slaves." But it doesn't and sound she's like, like cool. I'll start that organization. And well, it doesn't sound it like the rest of Nexium was like that. No, the rest of Nexium wasn't like that. The rest of Nexium was plain Jane fucking Scientology. Yeah, it sounds like to me like Nexium itself was like. Well, I mean, Nexium, like a basic cult that Dev wasn't yeah, hurting anybody except for like. Nexium who, was shitty in and of itself, but it wasn't like this is cream of the crop type nasty. So this is high level bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is where we get into the uh, the sex slave cult part of it okay. that everyone has been clearly know, not as bad as the weird, yeah. dumb shit it, that women put themselves in for it no was. reason. And the, I, I'm sorry. What was the benefit of of DOS before? Why benefit? Why put yourself in this position? Uh, because it 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 empowered you. It was a mentorship program, and like uh, so, like that's that was you were like, fooled into it. So yeah, then you were stuck. Into it, but then once you're in in it, once you're part of DOS, uh, then things started happening for you. So like you would get you would get like fast tracked in in Nexium because of DOS, because there were some high level people in here, including. Um, uh, Lauren Salzman, who is Nancy Salzman's daughter. So, so you've got high, high, high level people that are she in, was Ava Braun in, in DOS mm-hmm. who are like, you know, they're like, they're like, yo, once you're in DOS, then we can hook you up. And then if you're a good little slave, then suddenly, you know, you jump from green belt to purple or mm. green sash to purple sash in no time because you're also part of DOS and DOS is really doing things for you. And also you're doing, you're sacrificing yourself more for the cause or whatever. Right. So this is the cult within the cult. Right. DOS is really the, where, where it gets weird. Like the rest of it's weird, but it's not like, cre- it's not like destructive it's, it's your average run-of-the-mill weird cult thing weird whereas movement yeah whereas dos is is the the crazy part of it okay. so then you know like i said like like part of it was you know you got you know this fast track treatment if you were in dos well guess guess what else fast tracked you within dos is having sex with keith no getting your slaves to have sex with keith so oh. if you could, if if you told your slaves to uh, to to quote unquote seduce Keith, and and uh, and he slept with 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 your slave, like you would say, oh, if you seduce Keith, I'll hook you up. I'll you know make sure you get you know fast track to whatever blah blah blah. But also they would get fast tracked because you know ultimately what what this was was a was Keith Ranieri's you know. 
sexual fantasy. Happy playground, right? Yeah. So, uh, so he would make sure that you got hooked up because, I mean, like because allegedly, because your women slept with him, right? Exactly. And so then this, so it benefited you to have multiple slaves. Yes, um, hot th- slaves. In this particular. and this is where we refer back to the calorie restricted diet because Keith Raniere liked skinny women, and so if you thought that you had a chance of getting one of your slaves to go fuck Keith. You put them on the restricted diet to get them real skinny, just the way Keith likes them, and then you send them over. And this is me nodding because Jesus fucking Christ. Also, I'd like you to describe my face to the. Yeah, she's got the uh, thousand, thousand yard stare right now. She's just livid and can't process. Well, the worst thing to me about this is that it's women do doing this to women. Right. That if it. <laughs> Not that if men doing it to women is any better, but you are a woman who has been subjected to this. So you're you're a slave within a master slave organization who's also a master. So you've probably been on your 500 calorie diet or whatever and had to go over and sleep with this probably skeezy gross dude. I haven't seen a picture of this guy. And is he nice looking? Yeah, he's not a bad looking dude. So he's not like fat and gross or anything, but he's still like... He's skeezy because he's slept with everyone you know because you're in Dawson. Everybody knows him. And so maybe you're happy about the networking and the fast track to Happy Town or whatever. But your idea is that, oh, it's okay to let other women have sex with this guy? Oh, he's not that bad. But seriously, like, it doesn't matter if he if he's nice looking or not. He's gross. He's disgusting because of this. Right. He's disgusting because he thinks this is a good thing. He thinks that and you and Allison Mack thinks, oh, this is the way. Somehow he convinced her that this was a good idea because she, maybe she's sick of fucking him. Maybe. maybe she was fucking him, and she's like, I don't want to fuck you anymore. He's like, get a couple other chicks to fuck me, and you don't have to fuck me anymore. Right. And she's like, cool. And then she's, they were like, I'm sick of fucking Keith. And she was, they were like, she was like, get a couple more chicks to fuck him, and then you don't have to fuck him anymore. And then like, boom, that's that's where Das came from. Right. Is it just like after a while you don't want to fuck Keith anymore, so then you get somebody else to fuck him. Well, okay, so the and thing you also get benefits of being a member of this bullshit. The thing about about Allison Mack and the reason why why everyone is so suspicious of her i guess as it's a, because she's fucking ran this shit and it's bullshit sorry honey is because before they took all their videos down on youtube nexium videos most of them were allison mack interviewing keith ranieri about his views and this and that and uh-huh. whatever right so like she was instrumental in within nexium to say the least was and she like the new barbara or something was she, no, were they no, 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 no. They weren't even dating. It, she just was a, like fundamental to the organization. Like she was one of the faces of the organization. The, and she was quite famous at, yeah, exactly. for the time. Yeah, they and, got, you know. I mean, like, like I'm sure that they got a lot of Hollywood type people in because of, because of her. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so anyways, all of this was exposed because of an FBI investigation that was started in t- 2012. Because of this New York Times article. Yes. Okay. And it's because of Sarah Edmondson, who was, uh, she had gotten into into it um, and- Allison was, had recruited her. No. No. Okay. She was recruited by some guy that I don't remember the name of and it doesn't because, matter because he's just some guy. But Nexium and DOS, this is the, this is something that we should, we should clarify. Oh, she, was, she was in, she was in DOS. She got recruited into DOS by, uh, by Lauren Salzman. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Lauren Salzman was her best friend. Oh. Uh, Lauren Salzman was her maid of honor in her wedding. Uh, yeah. Wait, she... just one. Of course they're married. Because they're... it's just a bunch of women. This is this is literally like the this is the man's nightmare. This is a man's nightmare made by a man. Um, her uh, women don't Sarah, treat Sarah, each other Sarah like Edmondson's this. husband uh, was also big in Nexium. Like he was one of the top people in in uh, the Society of Protectors. I'm not well, and you... they had a very Nexium wedding because their vows were had been written by Keith Raniere. Did he marry them too? No. But they were very, very happy to have had him, very honored to have had Keith have Vanguard write their wedding vows for them. Well, this is the thing for me is, is it sounds like Nexium, we've already addressed this, but I'm going to say it again. It sounds to me like Nexium was a relatively like innocuous thing. Like you were a member of Nexium and that's kind of what you believed and you, you had a wedding or whatever. It's the DOS stuff that's upsetting to me more than oh, yeah. the Nexium stuff. The Nexium stuff, there's some questionable things happening, you know, views on the differences between men and women, but it definitely seems like that was not the problem in this situation. They wouldn't be being looked into if it wasn't for DOS. Right. Well, they were. I mean, they, they I, because the FBI investigation started in 2012. Okay. Um, the article didn't come out until like 2016 or 2017. Oh, so it wasn't. That's how we found out about DOS. Right. But the FBI knew uh, about it But they then. ramped up their investigation because they had already been, they'd been looking at Nexium for like the whole. Well, they were just in case, you know. It was, it was the whole culty pyramid scheme thing mm-hmm. part of it that they were looking mm-hmm. into. They weren't really looking into much other than that. So, like, if the if if that article hadn't come out, if Sarah Edmondson hadn't hadn't spoken up about it, probably uh, these people would all be being tried right now for like racketeering or something like or they wouldn't, fraud or, or something. they wouldn't or because they, wouldn't. they because it sounds like it was just trying to be another Scientology. Yeah, but the problem with that is Scientology is a religion. And so they can get away with a lot. Is Nexium? Do they not consider themselves nope. a religion? It's a it's a self help organization. Oh, they haven't they haven't quite gotten to the religious stuff right. yet. Um. So the thing with Sarah Edmondson is is she was real high up in in Nexium before she even got approached to be part of DOS. Really? Like she she was so hardcore into the whole. Um, the whole Nexium thing that that you know she took the classes and was like oh my god everything is better i need to devote more time to this and she actually is the person that opened the vancouver branch of Nexium um and recruited a ton of people into Nexium like she was like she she personally knew Keith Raniere um et cetera, et cetera. And then like the DOS thing happened and she got all fucked up there. There was a podcast, um, on, uh, done by, uh, the Canadian broadcast company. Um, that was actually done. It was done by a guy named Josh block who actually grew up with Sarah Edmondson. Mm -hmm. And he happened to run into her, uh, at some point. And it was before the article had been, uh, published. Uh, but after she had left, Nexium. It looks like her husband left her left with her. Yeah. Which is Oh yeah, they they had this whole crazy thing where the, like they did this whole they basically used the Nexium techniques against Nexium in order to leave. Um That makes her really happy. 
Yeah, like they Good had this you, whole beautiful. blow up and then they called a bunch of people freaking out about this and that and like, oh my God, my husband's going to divorce me, blah, blah, blah. And like basically like leaning into the whole everyone thinks this is my weakness, so therefore I'm going to act like I'm leaving because of my weakness and everybody's going to be like, mm, see, she wasn't strong enough. Let's just use her as an example of to, of what not to do and leave her alone kind of thing because they were worried that that, you know, that the that Maxim was going to come after them, and they were like, "We don't want them to come after us." Mm -hmm. Anyways, this whole this this podcast, it's the whole it's it's like an eight part series about her her experience with Nexium. I got a lot of information out of out, out of this podcast, and if you want more of a deep dive and you want a lot more details about Sarah Edmondson and her experience with Nexium, absolutely go listen to it. What's it's, it called? It's uh, it's called Uncover Escaping Nexium. Um, they actually made it into a full-blown podcast, so uh, the first season of that podcast is the whole part with Nexium, and it's really interesting to listen to because it's Josh Block met Sarah Edmondson when they were like two at daycare, and they were like super best friends. So these are friends who were talking through she, high school kind of oh, thing. Oh, that and um, that's good for her. She gets to talk to somebody she trusted. Yeah, them. and you get a lot more insight out of it because she speaks a lot more freely with him than she would with. Just, just some reporter yeah. or another podcast. And so, and it's also inter interesting because a lot of, of what she's talking about, it's still before the New York Times article came out. So, like, oh, you don't. You, so you get even you, more than you would have exactly. in that article. And there's there's a whole uh, episode just about like the the article and and what was happening with that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I definitely suggest if uh, if you want more information about this case to go listen to that because it's very good. Um, but yeah, that article was the was a catalyst for uh, this trial coming up. So let's get into what happened with with that, or what's going to happen, or what's going to happen. I mean, I guess I don't know. I haven't looked what, at your notes. What, what had happened was what had happened was. Um, so uh, apparently, Keith Ranieri got a heads up that they were going to arrest him, so he bounced to. Uh, to a Nexium chapter in uh, in Mexico somewhere, mm -hmm. um, but then he got picked up in March of 2018 uh, and was arrested. Uh, Allison Mack was arrested in April of 2018. What were they arrested for? Uh, what were the indictments? Yes, I'll get to that. Okay. That's that's part of part of the thing. Uh, Nancy Salzman, Lauren Salzman, uh, Kathy Russell, who was a longtime bookkeeper for Nexium, and Claire Claire Bronfman one of the heiresses from the Seagram's fortune mm -hmm. and operations director for Nexium were all arrested in July of 2018. The, uh, the indictments, oh, he's not that good looking. The, looking in, at the, pictures. Sorry. the indictments were, uh, including, but not a complete list, uh, money laundering, extortion, identity theft, harboring of aliens for financial gain, forced labor, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, conspiracy, uh, wire fraud and racketeering conspiracy. Jeez. Um, they were basically, they were all indicted for the same things. Mm -hmm. um, now, recently, as of a few days ago, okay, so first of all, they were all, they were all arrested in 2018. They were indicted, blah, de blah. The trial was supposed to start in January of this year, January 20 of 2019. Uh, the case was delayed or the trial was delayed to uh, March 18th of 2019. Um, but then as of a few days ago, uh, being around like March 10th or so, mm -hmm. uh, 
the pro- the prosecution had been pushing for a while to get the tr- the trial delayed because they still didn't have all of their information, their ducks in a row as far as the the, the case. Mm-hmm. So they wanted more time. And uh, Keith Ranieri's lawyer, whose name is uh, Mark Agnifilo. <laughs> oh, God. Who was fucking Martin Shkreli's lawyer. Oh, fuck Shkreli. That's, that's pharma douche. Uh fought real hard to keep keep the uh the trial on track to be uh as quickly as possible um as of a few days ago it was pushed back and now it's actually going to be uh april 29th of 2019 Mm -hmm. um but as also as of a few days ago uh nancy salzman has uh um made a plea deal and she is going to plead guilty to uh the charge of racketeering conspiracy and that's it oh did you see this I, I'm sorry. I looked up because I wanted to see a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's been, um, he was hit with child pornography charges as well. Okay. I didn't see that. That was just happened yesterday. Yeah. This is, the, this see, is happening this, very fast. Yeah. This is so a week the, to do it. It's the, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with, 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 uh, with talking about this case is it's still in the works. So like, yeah. like we're talking about stuff. And by the time that, that I actually get this episode up, and published like half of the things I'm talking about could be moot. It's, it's insane. It's, 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 it's a moving living trial. Um, so, uh, based on, on the charges, uh, brought against, uh, Allison Mack and, and Keith Ranieri, who clearly got the, uh, the brunt of, of it. And for good reason, for good reason, um, they could, uh, they face a minimum of 15 years in prison and up to life in prison. Really? Yes. Oh, um, I mean, they didn't murder anyone or anything. No, but they did. They did the sex trafficking. Yeah, thing. the sex trafficking thing is kind of. I mean, that's okay. What I'm interested. I can't wait till we this is fleshed out, because I feel like when we know what really everything that happened, this is going to be one of the most infamous cults that right. we've ever seen. Well, like out of the out of the 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 charges that I that I that I listed off, I feel like they're the only two that actually got the sex trafficking charges, but I don't know for sure cuz Lauren Salzman could have gotten that too because she was uh a, a key recruiter in in DOS too. So Well, I'm interested in in the reasons was it over state lines or something? Yeah. Like somebody was living in like Nevada and they came over to California. Like, you know that sort yeah. of or or if they were living in New Jersey or California and they came to New York cuz I keep forgetting this is a New York-based right. cult cuz in my head I'm thinking it's a California-based cult. Sure. Because it makes sense. I mean or at least an e- or a West Coast based cult because there are some some Hollywood connections and also there's some Vancouver connections yeah. which is all in the West Coast. Right. So, um, um, on uh, and then uh, again a uh, re- new release to uh, or an um, update to 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 the whole story is uh, Allison Mack was uh, recently released on a five million dollar p- bond. Pending trial. Who the hell in her life has five has two point five million dollars? I have no idea. Anyway, but she's ahead. being held under house arrest at her parents' house in California. That's gotta be fun. I mean, she's a 30. so sex trafficking, huh? Huh? Huh, honey? <laughs> Branding your initials with Keith's initials into women, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see. We did a good okay. job raising you. I know this is a really this is a really like terrible thing to think, but every time everyone anyone says Allison Mac, I think of Alex Mac. 
which was a show on on Nickelodeon when we were kids. Remember this? She like could disappear or something. I don't remember. I didn't watch it really. Right. I think she was some sort of alien, or she could disappear. Or I I vaguely remember the show. See, my problem is the whole time. Who started in Ten Things I Hate About You? My problem is that uh, the whole time I've been uh, researching this, every time her name comes up, I think of the song Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Which is why before we started recording, he was playing that song. Yeah, because it's stuck in my head for the last month. (laughs) And I can't get it out. It sucks. So that's the uh, wild and wondrous world of, of Nexium and the secret sex cult that lays within. Yeah, that was interesting. And I think it's going to be very interesting to learn about th- that in the future when when we know more. Because I think that I'd like to know more about what crappy things were happening in Nexium proper. Because clearly there were shady things going on that, that led the FBI to be investigating them right well it, for me for me what i'm interested in finding out is what's real and what isn't what if, what of this is pure fabrication and speculation and what of it is actual things that happen because at this point we don't know all we know is is the is the allegations that have been brought up in the investigation that were in the new york times article mm-hmm. and things that i found on the internet we don't know what really, what's going on. We we do know the basics. You know the basics of what you learned about him, right. about what was going on with Nexium. Das is the thing everyone has heard about. I don't think everyone necessarily knows this obnoxious. I'm sorry, the idea that women were recruiting other women for this that is more upsetting to me than anything else that I've right. heard tonight. I ever when I was researching this, I kept thinking about like in Dazed and Confused when you have the seniors that are terrorizing the freshmen, or like 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 uh, fraternities and sororities. Yeah. There's, you know, when you're pledging, you know, yes, when you pledge, and there's some shit that probably happens. But then it oh, ends. you got to clean clean the house today. Ha ha ha! But you're hungover from drinking last night. At some point, yeah, it stops. Exactly. At some point, it stops. Like it's not like in Dazed and Confused, the seniors were harassing the freshmen, but the freshmen of college came back to town and they were harassing the seniors at the same time so like there's an end to it like you don't have to deal with this anymore see that's to me it sounds like it was it was some crap to be involved in the inner circle yeah more than it was anything like because it doesn't sound like it was like after you've you recruited 10 girls you get to chill your your master will chill out and mess with her other slaves right it's like it's like well you're a slave until you can recruit some slaves yourself and then you're not a slave anymore you're just a master and you get to be a part of this cool group of masters like no that's not how it works i mean maybe that is how it was no from from what everything that i read it was you know you were always a slave and everybody the only person that was not a slave that was never a slave that would never be a slave is keith ranieri everyone else like the only thing you could do to like ease the pain of being a slave was to recruit slaves for yourself. And then you could just, you know, let the shit roll downhill, so to speak. I'm interested to know what was happening on the male side. With like the society protectors? Yeah. They're... No, I'm interested to know if there was something similar oh. to DOS on the male side. I don't I don't think so. And that's just because, you know, the way the organization was structured, you know, you had that whole men- primal, what was it? The primal directive or whatever that... You know, men and women are fundamentally different, and men are better, essentially. I d- thing. I and so like you didn't, you didn't, you probably didn't get. There probably would never be something like DOS on on the male side, just because of that. The closest you would get is the society protectors. See, this is the thing that that annoys me. I I don't understand 
men who believe that they're better than women. Okay? And I'm going to probably get some shit from men who believe they're better than women. And I don't give a shit. Because I... If you just... Go out of your way to find someone who is similar to you, who is kind, who has the same ideas as you, but maybe they're not like the hottest girl you've ever seen. It doesn't mean that you're less of a man. It doesn't mean that all women who don't like you are bitches. Like women who don't like you are women who don't like you. Just like you're a man who doesn't like every woman you see. It has nothing to do with you personally, except for the fact that Maybe you weren't funny enough. Maybe your eyebrows were weird. If you're the hottest guy on the planet and a girl has rejected you, it has been because of something that she thought about you. Not that is wrong with you or that you need to change. Women don't cry because they're trying to blackmail you. Women don't get upset because they're trying to get what they want. Women get upset because you're being a dick. Some women suck. Some men suck. That's the way that life is. Stop hating all women and assuming that all women are trying to manipulate you or treat you poorly because they don't do what you want them to do. You're, wor- you're too controlling. You're trying to control too much. Just control yourself. Yep. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you liked Adrian's first foray into telling me about a subject. I had fun with it. We'd appreciate it if you'd go uh, rate us on, on stuff iTunes or Apple Podcast. Um, that's a preferable one. That's where you get rated. But if you want to rate us anywhere, that's fine. We are on Anchor, but we can also. But they you can find broadcast us. You everybody. can find us wherever podcasts are found. Yes, you can. Um, We're also on Instagram at Into the Basement Podcast. If you go there, uh, at, at some point we will have posted uh, pictures of Keith Ranieri and the brand. Um, We're so also on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Into the Basement, um, and or you can email us at into the basement hosts at gmail.com uh yeah especially if you can if you can tell us how to pronounce zelleriferia thing <laughs> i can't i spell can't it, find it i can't it find for it for them again uh thank you for listening and thank you for continuing to listen and every month we get more more listens and we really appreciate it and we do notice if you hit us up on social media we'll definitely hit you back oh yeah because we don't get much interaction so i'll be happy to talk to anybody who talks to me um thank you so much and with that we'll we'll talk to you next month yep bye bye